Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike. With Lee Lonsberry from Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Hey, welcome back to the program. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike, episode 31 today. That's pretty good. I'm proud of this little show. Hopefully, uh, you're enjoying it. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. I'd so love to hear what you have to say. Any of your reactions to this program, and specifically, any suggestions you have for some of the topics or issues you'd like us to discuss uh, here on the radio. 57500 is the Utah Community Credit Union text line. You can also uh, check us out on Facebook. We have a, a Facebook page, Lee Lonsberry. Uh, you can search your way over to that again on Facebook. We have for the past, what is it? Uh, feels like forever, been covering pretty much wall to wall the goings on in Washington, D.C. as the impeachment proceedings play out. Now, when I first started this program uh, just over a month ago, one of the drums that I was beating each day was that, you know, I am a a former congressional staffer. And I know that oftentimes there are issues that dominate the headlines, that dominate the news cycle, as some would call it. Uh, But that is not to say that everything else in Washington comes to a grinding halt. And we have, at least I have here on this program, tried to highlight some of those efforts going on in Washington that are happening uh, alongside uh, these impeachment proceedings. We learned uh, just a few weeks ago about uh, the passage of the NDAA. Uh, the defense, that's the big spending bill uh, for the Pentagon as well. The USMCA, the new NAFTA, if you will. And uh, this China deal was signed. A lot of things happening uh, while this impeachment proceeding plays out. Uh, one such thing was brought to my attention just yesterday uh, by Representative Ben McAdams, who joins me on the line now. Representative, I'm grateful to you for joining me. How are you? Great to be on. Thank you. I'm doing well. Outstanding. Uh, let me thank you for, for staying busy out there. Uh, even though uh, the rest of us have our eyes glued to this impeachment stuff, you have a job to do and uh, and you continue to do it. I'm grateful to you for that. Let me uh, first, before you and I start talking, I want to share some of the comments that you made on the floor of the House of Representatives yesterday. This was uh, as you were preparing or as the House was preparing to vote on the Advancing Research to Prevent Suicide Act, H.R. Uh, 4704, uh, a bill introduced and sponsored by by Representative McAdams. Here is just a minute uh, of a story shared uh, by you, Representative McAdams, and it deals with someone uh, here in our KSL family. You've seen the coverage of the terrible tragedy to befall the family of our own Lori Pritchard. Uh, Well, here is Representative McAdams making reference to that story here on the floor of the United States House of Representatives just yesterday. A local television news anchor courageously told her family's personal story. Her 44-year-old husband... Who, has a, who was a physical therapist working toward a doctorate degree, died by suicide. She thought their family was doing well, but what she did not know was that her husband had struggled with depression in secret for years. A week after his death, she went through his phone and noticed a call to a national suicide hotline. The call was placed the day before he died. He didn't say anything to his wife, 
not that he was struggling or having a hard time. Now, she's using her platform in the newsroom to talk about her experience and break the stigma that surrounds mental illness. People need to understand, she says, that this is not something to be ashamed of and to ensure that we can get help and support to those who find themselves in crisis. Representative McAdams, you on the floor of the House of Representatives just yesterday talked about a stigma and talked about uh, barriers to seeking help. How does your piece of legislation here uh, address that? Well, first, I was so touched by Lori Pritchard and her courage to speak up and to talk about something that is oftentimes really hard to talk about and uh, and to share that and really to tear down some of the walls of stigma was, was so brave and so important. Um, what my legislation does I'm on the science committee, so I am directing the national, my legislation directs the National Science Foundation to fund multidisciplinary research into our understanding of suicide. The one thing I think we know today that we uh, didn't even know 10 years ago is how complex some of the risk factors are around suicide. Yes, it's about depression, but it is also about so much more. There are genetic factors. Addiction has a role in in suicide. Stress, genetics, uh, even Weather and geography can have uh, influences in, in risk factors for suicide. And so we don't really, we know that it's more complex than we ever imagined. We don't really have a good understanding about it. So my legislation would help us to identify causes of risk factors and what puts an individual at risk and help us to find those solutions that can lower the risk of suicide lower the numbers of tragic deaths that we're seeing in our community. You know, suicide, death by suicide is the number one cause of death for individuals ages 15 to 24 in Utah. It's also a leading cause of death for veterans and even the elderly. And so understanding what the risk factors are is the first step to preventing future suicides. Your legislation yesterday passed the House, I'd like to say unanimously, but there were a handful, and it's like Massey and Biggs who vote against everything, uh, but 385 members of the House yesterday voted in favor of your legislation. It's it's a bipartisan thing. Tell me, what are things looking like on the Senate side? You know, I think actually looking really good. I, I had a, it was a bipartisan legislation, so I led out on it, but was joined by my colleague, Representative Anthony Gonzalez from Ohio, a Republican. And as you mentioned, we got overwhelming bipartisan support. Uh, we have already had conversations with senators who are interested in carrying this legislation and getting it across the finish line. Democrats and Republicans in the Senate are interested in, in working with us on this Uh you know, it's not just Utah, but across the country, people are feeling the impact of this suicide crisis. And so I actually feel very optimistic about in, a, in times of a divided Washington, uh, you know, people are really coming together. There are things that are more important than partisanship and certainly protecting the lives of our loved ones, of our family, people in our community. People uh, are, in, are willing to, to set aside partisanship and come together to get this done. And so I feel a lot of hope and optimism today. That's outstanding. Uh, I'm grateful to you for your work on this. And I'll tell you what, uh, it's, it's a new show, so I'm not sure how many folks are listening, but there are a few, I'm certain. And if you, if you need any help with this, if you, if you need us to make any phone calls, uh, you let me know and we'll get the, we'll get the audience mobilized and we'll uh, get this across the finish line. Uh, we'll do it together. Uh, Congressman McAdams, I'm grateful to you for joining us. I'm grateful to you for your work on this. Thank you, Lee.
Alrighty. Uh, listen, there's a lot still ahead of us on this program. And I'm grateful to, again, the congressman there uh, tackling this suicide issue. It's unfortunate uh, that it takes such a, a tragic reality to bring folks together. When I say folks, I mean Democrats and Republicans. In so many other areas, uh, there is great division. And if you draw your cues from the, you know, the big uh, national news media, uh, you might see and you might come to believe that there is great division. But when uh, when it really matters, when there are lives on the line, uh, I can tell you I've witnessed it firsthand. And I think this is an example of it. Uh, there are uh, cooler heads that often do prevail and get down to it and get this type of uh, good work done. So I'm grateful to Representative McAdams for this. I'm grateful to Representative Stewart for what he is up to and for the work he's been doing for a number of years now. And uh, I'm anxious for both of these to be signed into law and to start seeing the good uh, benefits that will stem uh, from all this legislation. So that's that. In the next segment, it's another it's another tragic theme, uh, but it will be a fascinating conversation, I guarantee you. Uh, 34 years ago today, uh, the Challenger uh, exploded. Uh, it was a disaster. There were uh, seven astronauts on board, one of them a teacher. And uh, it was... Just not long, not long after that, that the president, President Reagan, was scheduled to deliver his State of the Union address. Well, he postponed it a week. And in lieu of that address, he spoke uh, directly to America from his desk. And he offered uh, some pretty compelling words and some pretty comforting words. I'm going to share with you those words next. And in addition, we're going to speak to a former Deseret News reporter, a woman named Carrie Morris. She's gone on to, uh, to big things since. Uh, But in 1986, when the Challenger exploded, her assignment that day was to go off into the streets of Salt Lake City and speak with folks uh, and get their story for where they were and what they were doing uh, when Challenger exploded. We're going to talk to her about that story she wrote 34 years ago uh, today. That's next here on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.